At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Yes, it does. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Magic Podcast Machine, the fifth hour with Ben Maller back eight days a week. That's our new slogan now. Eight days a week, this podcast or the radio show podcast is available because four hours are not enough. We have upped the podcast game, as you, if you've not noticed yet as we pat ourselves on the back. Uh, but, yeah, we're doing three a week. We did one a week for a long time. We're doing three a week. The ratings are up. The listenership is up 80%, which means no one was listening before, and now people are listening, which is pretty good. And uh, you've already found the podcast. That's great. If you have not subscribed yet, bad job by you. Correct that right now. That's right. Get your phone. Click that little button right there. It says subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And... Tell a friend. You guys have been doing it. Apparently, this is working. The word of mouth advertising, which is the most effective advertising next to radio advertising, is word of mouth advertising. So uh, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your enemies, whatever. One minute's all we need. We get support, and we're available on the iHeart Podcast Network. But wherever you get your podcast, uh, they can find it. It's not hard to find. Just tell them Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, and that's how you do it. And yet again, we are joined by... Not the man of the people, the man of the West of the 405 crowd, the elitist, the one percenters, academia, David Gasco. I'm excited to be here. I do a lot of the heavy lifting for this podcast. And it's always, always a great day when you acknowledge who's in the house with you, Ben Maller. Yeah. A little bit different from your show when it's up and down and usually dropped off the air. But, you know, I mean, here it's no signs of a collapse on this podcast. And you can thank yeah. me. Well, so far, and we've had no signs of a collapse. So you should actually thank me as we talked about in the previous episode of The Fifth Hour. I saved the day. I should win an iHeartMedia Engineering Award because I was able to do it. I was able to fix the equipment. Of course, they walked me through it and held my hand. Um, <laughs> But but you, yet again, and, and this is another sign. I, I want to make you relatable. I want you to be relatable to the working class. How do I do that? Um, maybe not play a, an applause sound effect when I, I say your name. Yeah, and it's the only sound effect you play. You're so lazy. There's no other sound effect that you play, huh. right? You are like the ultimate prima donna. You're the ultimate drama queen. I mean, stop. I know you're self-absorbed. I know you're an attention whore. But try to show a little grace. How about that? I'll think about it. You'll consider it? I'll consider it. 
I yeah. mean, I don't have as much airtime as you. I don't have a stopwatch. So whenever someone takes a little bit of time off the microphone from me, they have to cut them off. But, you know, to each yeah. their own. And uh, that's Ben Maller and this is David Gascon. So nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. We are in the industry about talking about ourselves and being about yeah, ourselves. but I don't right? like that part of it. I, I don't like that. I, that's one part I don't like. Are you, are you kidding me right now? I don't. Oh well, I mean, what, you, you what could, do I, how do I? I'm I'm nowhere, I'm not like that. I'm not, you, you gonna compare me to some of these other blowhards? Well, I mean, you yeah. could always rebrand your show. You could rebrand it to a different name. It's the Ben Maller Show, right? You could call it something else. I mean, well, you, you call your employees matter. the Bennies. You call them you the Bennies. The like, great, what kind of hack job is that? The Bennies? What the fuck let, is that? Let me explain something. It is goofing on award shows oh. and goofing on me, dummy. I don't think Emmys so. Bennies. No. You see how that works, no. stupid? No. Emmys Bennies. No. It's the same it's flows, you moron. Mm-mm-mm. How dare you? It's all about me. Yeah. Let me tell you something though. I got I got a story that popped in my head about the names of a show. Oh, I remember no. when I got one of my first big breaks. I was a radio stringer and I was getting a talk show for the first time in Los Angeles. Man, this was a big break in my career. And I had a conversation with Biff Elliott, late great Biff Elliott from CBS News Radio, a sports reporter whose brother was a legendary sportscaster in New York, Win Elliott. And Win Elliott was a legend, and Biff had been an actor in some movies and whatnot, and was a good friend of mine. He was a, a, a very elderly gentleman at that time when I knew him, and I was a young guy in my you know, my 20s. But I really loved the stories he told about the business and all that. And I remember one day... I showed up in the uh, the Dodger Stadium press box, and I had a conversation with Biff. I said, "Biff, I'm getting a I'm getting a new a new show," and he's, "Oh, that's great, Ben." And 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 I told him, I said, "I don't know what to call it, though. I don't know what the name of it, you know." And he gave me this whole speech how he's like, it doesn't matter what you call the show. If it sucks, no one's going to listen to it. And if it's good, people are going to listen to it. Who the you know, who the fuck cares about the name of a show? It's irrelevant. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Biff Biff was so old and had been there for so long covering the Dodgers. I think he'd covered the team since like, you know, like Jackie Robinson in Brooklyn, you know, that guy? Yeah. He was a lot, you know, there's no cheering in the press box. He was allowed to cheer. He was allowed to cheer because he had had the exemption. And it was uh, was pretty funny. He's a great guy. And I I ran into him after he, he retired. And I ran into him at Daltz in uh, this bar I used to hang out at all the time in Burbank. It's just no longer there. On Riverside Drive, hmm. uh, beautiful Burbank, right across from Warner Brothers. And Biff comes up to me, kind of, you know, he kind of waddling a little bit. You know, he was a pretty petite guy at this time, fragile. Uh, and he comes up to me and says, Hey, Ben, you probably thought I was dead. <laughs> Dude, <what the laughs> pretty morbid, right? <laughs> What a character. I was always told, that, I mean, whether it's for a show or any kind of brand, that you always want to have your name or a name attached to it because it keeps the audience, like it keeps that product or that individual in the front of a person's mind when they're yeah, subscribing yeah, to it. Well, everyone loves hearing their name, right? That's the most, what's the, remember the book, uh, what was the book, the famous book about being relatable, which you ought, ought to read. How to Make Friends, right? And, uh, remember that famous book from back in that? The only the book I read is The Alchemist, Ben Maller. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the sweetest sound in the language is your name. You People love hearing their name. And a little cheat code for you guys on dates. They say that the, the way to get into a woman's heart, if you're a dude, is to say her name yeah. and shut up and let her talk. Because yeah. people like to be the star. They want to be the star. They don't want I never wanted to be the star. I never liked to talk. I was always more comfortable when the other person was talking. Speaking of which, I know you talked about this a few days ago on your show, but if you ever needed a hype man, I would definitely take Howard Finkel at the Pearly Gates. I mean, he passed away a couple days ago at the age of 69, but man, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago about the WWF and WWE. And that dude, I would take over Bruce Buffer, Michael Buffer, anybody else. I know you were talking about life and death, obviously, with a, with a, a former pro in, in the game. But yeah. Howard Finkel, man. like is Howard there- Finkel, his career is a great testament. This guy started 
1975 with Vince McMahon's dad, right? He started working with Vince McMahon's dad at Worldwide Wrestling Federation, WWWF. Mm-hmm. And then he just stayed with the the company, and he he was the ring announcer since 1977. God, what a run! But and he, it reminds me of like you know how like Chris Berman got in at ESPN yeah, early, yeah. and just stayed there forever. And you know, Tom, Bob Lee and some of those early guys that got in before ESPN blew up, and like Howard Finkel, you no, know, he was good. The yeah. guy's a legend, uh, and so he deserved it. But he got in early, yeah, and and he was able to stay there. And what a, what an amazing run he had in wrestling! Yeah, iconic. That is a yeah. great hype man to have. I, I I mean Bruce Buffer obviously is iconic for what he does, you know, at the UFC, and then of course his brother on the other side for boxing. I mean those guys are are beasts. But yeah. you wonder how many miles he put on, how many flyer frequent flyer miles uh, he he compiled over his career traveling around for me i was you know i love finkel but i was a mean gene okerlund guy i was mean gene all the way because he was an old radio guy all tied together what's that he was an old radio guy right mean gene was he okerlund yeah yeah but i just i i you know he would do the interviews and i i I would watch the promos and he would do the commercials (laughs) for the wwe ice cream sandwiches and all that you know (laughs) or wwf ice cream sandwiches and so i i saw him a lot as a kid you know with Macho Man Randy Savage screaming and oh yeah, you yeah. know that kind of nonsense. So I, uh, Mean Gene was my guy, and he died last year, yeah. and now about a uh, year, year a few months ago, and then now a year later, we lose uh, Howard Finkel, who wasn't even seventy. Man. Yeah. Seems you know, it seems a little young. I, I had my my memory refreshed when Aussie guy hit hit me up so politely a couple days ago about the Montreal right, screw job. Here we go. But no, it was it was fascinating to retrace those steps. I mean, you remember this in the in the '90s? These guys were traveling, and they still do now. But the workload that they had, like Brett the Hitman Hart, was getting paid, but he was working like almost 300 days a year. And the Undertaker, I mean, everybody that was. Well, they didn't worry about concussions. Yeah, and they didn't worry about health. They, you know, they had, the show must go on, right? Yeah, but it was just amazing to watch the the transition from guys like Hogan and and Nash that went to the WCW, formed NWO, and the guys that stayed with WWE, like you know, Bret the Hitman Hart, obviously the Undertaker, and something like, like Shawn Michaels. So it's pretty wild. But I, yeah, those guys. Mean Gene and and Finkel, I, I don't forget them at all because they were just as good. Like Jr. was was fantastic, Gorilla Monsoon, um, you know Jesse Ventura was great on the mic. There was a lot of guys that were just great showmen back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and you know part of it, as I've always said, is because you, you know, you're of a certain age. For me, it's it's that period between like 9 and 12 where everything's great and like the rest of my life I always judge wrestlers as a, to how they you know how I remember it when I was 9 and 12 through the eyes of a child. Yeah. But now I'm a cynical a schmuck of an adult, so you know it's a lot different now and the place I'm at in my life than I was when I was a kid. But everything, <laughs> like baseball players, uh, you know, Mel Allen. I, I talked in a previous episode. I love Mel Allen because I was I was nine, ten, eleven, twelve watching Mel Allen. I learned baseball from Mel Allen, and uh, I have great memories of that. So that's a very important part of your life. And and whoever was in that window, you know, I love when kids listen. I, I have I have some guys listen that, that are that are in the Maller militia that they they grew up listening late at night to the radio, and now these guys are in their twenties and thirties or whatever, and it's cool, man. Like for them. In some way, the show means that much to them because they grew up as as kids listening to it, which is really cool. Yeah, which is a really special thing that that you know you can you can have that and carry that through. Because a lot of stuff I remember with that age, everything's gone. Everyone's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all it's all over with. Now, speaking of which, your you got your your 48th birthday coming up here in a couple a weeks. Lie. What are we going to do to celebrate that? Since I we're am going to, I I think uh, I told my wife we're going to go on a vacation. We're going to go. 
sleep in a different room. Is what we're going to we're gonna, gonna experience a different part of the house. Uh, maybe we'll camp out in the backyard, have a little outdoor birthday party. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you going to fucking do? There's nothing. What is she going to do? Get some candles and put them on top of some raisin canes? Yeah, that would, there you go. <laughs> Happy birthday. Eat some fried chicken strips. There you go. Oh. And I'll be like, I'm all for that. That would be uh, that would be a wonderful meal. No, fun. maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, venture. I don't want to. I hope uh, Mayor Garcetti's not listening. But maybe I'll go to like uh, you know, I'll make a, a food run, pick up a sandwich at our favorite deli there, uh, Langers. Langers, yeah. Langers, pick up a pastrami sandwich or something like that, or go to Fat Sal's, get a big sandwich, something like that. Of course, got to get it to go, which sucks, and yeah. probably have to eat it in my car. But uh, so be it. You know, why not? Nothing wrong with that. All right, so we have on this edition of the Fifth Hour, which is already well underway, as you know. Uh, we have the mailbag. We also have Don't Stick to Sports, which I think we should do first. And before we get to Don't Stick to Sports, have you? I learned a new term. I like to learn new things. One of my Fugazi things is, in addition to covering sports, which there's no sports to cover now, so I have more free time. Uh, and I like, to, I like to learn random, odd things. And I, when I used to work with Looney Tunes, we would go back and forth trying to one-up each other on random fun facts. In fact, the Blitz on the weekends used to just become us trying to impress each other uh. with amazing factoids about you know the um, whiteout was invented in Dallas. And the Rangers, by the way, are leading the, uh, the Astros 7-2 you know, to two in the fifth inning or something like that. So were you guys better at one-upping each other or were you guys better at sports cliche interviews during the Blitz? Oh, well, yeah. We got to get Looney on this podcast at some point. But th- those are some of my favorite memories. We we would do, for seven years, we did this NFL show. And we had the guys from Fox who would come on the pregame and sometimes the postgame who did the games. And then we would interview athletes, the players. Like, the players of the game would come on and do the interview. And it was such bad radio. It was horrific. <laughs> the players, half of them couldn't talk. The other half didn't want to talk that could talk and it was just a total shit show every week and we dreaded it we were like we didn't want to put these guys on and then at one point we were like ah fuck it we would always worry about asking these great questions you know because we wanted to really seem like we knew what we were talking about and then at some point Looney figured out through the brilliance of Looney that if you ask the dumbest possible question (laughs) the, the hackiest sports cliche question you could possibly ask you get the greatest answer it's unreal, and it worked every time. Like, Looney, Looney would ask a question of, like, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. or I'm just using him as an example. I'm not saying that he's – I just remember having him on. Uh, and somebody like that, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get this amazing answer. You know, and it would be like, what the – I can't believe it. You know, and it got to the point where, uh, you know, Looney would be like, uh, you really brought your A game today, didn't you? You know, something like that. And he'd turn the mic off and start laughing, and then we'd get this amazing long answer. <laughs> you know, or he'd be like, I'd be like, hey, uh, you know, you were really on your game today, weren't you? And then, poof, you know, we get you know, a 40-second answer. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, here we are. You just got to dumb it down sometimes. You got to dumb it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, but anyway, one of the things I was going to get to uh, terms. I, one of the terms I, I learned this week, and I guess this has been around for a while. I didn't know it. It's benign masochism. You ever heard of the term benign masochism? Well, I've heard of masochism and I've heard of benign, yeah. but yeah. never uh, on the same page. No. All right. So this was a term that was credited to some professor at the University of Pennsylvania. It describes how human beings enjoy negative sensations and emotions when they are assured that no harm will come to them. For example, these things considered safe threats, right? right? Like roller coasters, right? Roller coasters, you go on a roller coaster, like, oh, this is scary, but you know you're going to be okay, right? Yeah. Uh, Spicy food. People eat spicy foods because they're like, yeah, it's okay. Scary movies, uh, those kind of things. Um, So they say that's benign masochism interesting yeah i'd say that former football coaches would be under that category too uh that would yeah you can put some in there all right now we have don't stick to sports what do we have on the menu for don't stick to sports be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts pretty excited about a few of these and i know you are too uh stimulus checks were submitted and sent out to quite a few people earlier this week i have think you gotten yours i have not uh my dad got his oh did he now, yeah. did, now my dad did, hasn't worked in years so this is like a bonus for him this is great so did he immediately cash the check to go buy cheese <laughs> uh, well, I got to be careful because my dad's occasionally listening to the podcast now, so I have to be careful. He might be listening. Yeah, but didn't you say uh, he went out for like one random chi- uh, yes, trip? Yes, uh, he went to the store to buy Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Just the cheese. Just the cheese because he needed cheese with his pizza, so he had to buy Parmesan <laughs> cheese. And I was like, you know, I was like, Dad, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You know, I tell him every day. And uh, for a while, he was just going out to get coffee. Yeah. And then, and then he bought a coffee machine, so I thought, well, that would end it. But now he's still finding reasons to go out. <laughs> like, he's got to pay a bill. Most people just do it online or whatever. He's like, oh, I'll go to the bank. You know, I'll, oh. I'll do it. Because he learned a few years ago that if you, you go to the bank, it'll show up right away. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'll do that. You know, and it gives him a reason to leave the house, sure. which he likes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he just loves finding reasons to go places. And he gets bothered. He got kicked out of a, a drugstore this week because he didn't have a mask on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, well, you know, I've told you every day to wear a mask when you go out. You know, he's like, ah. Well, a couple of these stories actually could be dedicated to uh, to Papa Meller. The first one is this. Um, so I believe it was 80 million people here in the United States uh, were, were provided a stimulus check so far. Um, a volunteer firefighter by the name of Charles Calvin in Indiana went to his ATM a few days ago, and he had a stimulus check that was deposited into his bank. But when he wanted to take out some cash, he had a total account balance spend of $8.2 million. That's quite this. That's pretty generous of the president i mean that is uh, he must have gone above and beyond the call of duty yeah not stimulus that thing was erect that's exactly what that <laughs> account was ben 8.2 million dollars uh, a couple days later Who he re- goofed i've got to know yeah exactly right now i guess the bigger question was something like that would be what happens if you tried pulling out an excess amount and you were charged with overdraft fees you go to jail people have done that people have, this happens every once in a while and if you spend the money you they eventually they will find the error and you will go to jail. You will be charged with a crime. This actually happened not only to the guy in Indiana. There was a woman in Florida. Yeah, that got eight and a half million dollars in her bank account while withdrawing the the stimulus check. Yeah. Now see, he he got seventeen hundred. So obviously different states, different income brackets as well. But what's yeah. the state that pays the eight million? Because I'd like to go to that state. Yeah, it was Indiana. There you go. $8.2 million. Or Florida, the woman in Florida, $8.5 million. All right, so I, I, got a great, I got a great idea for your dad. And I don't know if okay. he's on social media, but this could be a lot of fun. There was he's a, on Facebook. He's, is he? Uh, that's, his, that's his playground. Yeah. All right, so an older gentleman in Scotland was caught. Not caught, but he was posting up when he went into a store. Um, he wore a peculiar mask. He actually is an older gentleman. Um, rather than use a regular mask, he actually wore a sanitary towel uh, used for, for women during that specific time of, of the month. Um, obviously not a tampon, but it was a pad. He wore- Does that work? Is that like an, an M95 mask? Is it similar? <laughs> no, but it looked pretty, it damn, it looked pretty damn close uh, when you looked at it from a distance or a quick glance. 
Yeah. But yeah, obviously up close, it's a, a little bit different of a of a feature. But yeah, well, can you my imagine? friend uh, Jay uh, sent me a bunch of photos of, that people have been taking. There was a guy. The tampon's pretty good, but this guy had a half a coconut, and he put a string <laughs> attached it, and he covered his nose and his mouth with a coconut shell. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Uh, there's an old guy somewhere on the East Coast, while riding the subway, had sliced an orange and gutted an orange, mm. and then added some strings around the orange, and had that covering his nose and his mouth. I don't know if these are Photoshopped or not. They appear to be real, so I'm believing them. And then there was a woman on a subway train that had put... You know, like a a, t- a big Tupperware container? Yeah. Had put that over her head. That's good. Yeah. I, so people are putting some weird shit on there. I've gone out to the store a couple times with bandanas. Fortunately, my brother sent me, uh, my brother in Wisconsin, he made some masks, his wife, and sent me a mask, me and the family here. So we have uh, official masks now. Which that's is good. I saw, I saw a woman actually in a grocery store. She wore... You know when you buy either a down comforter or you buy pillow casings and they come from like Bed Bath and Beyond and it's the clear, it's the clear packets, the clear like giant like almost like a suitcase kind of case that would have all your 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 bed attire in there. Uh-huh. She yeah. wore it over her entire. It looked like it covered her entire torso. Like it went over her head, over her shoulders, <laughs> and she just looked like she was frozen stiff. But she was wearing that instead of a grocery store. That sounds pretty good. Wow. Yeah, I, I was at Walmart last week. I t- I put some photos on Instagram. Follow me on there, Ben Maller on Fox. Uh, so one of the employees at Walmart was greeting customers wearing a T Rex costume. <laughs> you know the full body T Rex outfit. Yeah. Yeah, they had that on and. That was that was it was a prehistoric uh, confrontation. Is what it was. Pretty oh, interesting. God. Now, you and your better half are fans of Tiger King. Um, I have no idea why, but there's a story out on Daily Mail TV that Joe Exotic. Not everything has to be intellectual, Gascon. I know that you think I, everything has to be a highbrow uh, and no, all that, but not everything needs to be highbrow. That's not, Occasionally, you can let your hair down and just have a good time and okay. enjoy some uh, rednecks and some white trash uh, goofing on each other. Yeah. So Joe Exotic, he uh, he's a fan of bestiality. Um, apparently, he used to stuff animals as sex toys. Um, yeah. And he had two protesters' bodies buried in his All zoo. Right. So well, who doesn't do this? Come <laughs> on, Jessica. I know your history with sex toys. Please. I mean, I mean I, you've, I, uh, leave Tammy out of this. I'd appreciate yeah. that. Uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I don't believe anything like because this. They are rivals, right? This guy. Yeah. What's the guy's name again? Uh, what is it? Uh, Joe Exotic and uh, Jeff Lowe. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. These Jeff Lowe. You know, he's been trashed because of the documentary, so now he's trying to trash Joe Exotic. It's got my theory is he's got to be really annoyed because Joe Exotic's the star of the show, yeah. and Joe Exotic's in jail right now. And this guy's like, "Wait a minute, I ain't in jail. What the fuck? This guy's a, and maybe you know, listen, Joe Exotic obviously is probably the biggest perv out there, whatever. But uh, each their own. I don't care what he does with a stuffed animal. Better that than harm an animal or uh, or some human being or whatever. I guess, but uh, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty wild. I don't, I don't know. You think that's a common thing using stuffed animals? Guessing on you think that people uh, are into. St- I know that there's the furries, right? The furries are into yeah. that, right? And there's some weird shit out there, especially right now with the coronavirus going on and people are in quarantine. What's your weirdest thing? Uh, my weirdest thing? I don't know. We can talk oh, about yeah. that later. Certainly, you're not uh, not going to share all this. Well, I just now, book. I just don't have a, a big recall on something like that. I don't know what kind of. You block it out? Yeah, it's traumatic. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, sexual fetishes. I don't know if they should be out here on the platform, but so you're uh, not uh, you're, you're not being tied up anymore. That's the rumor before that you was got tied up quite a bit. Never happened to, before. I didn't really never happened. Nah, oh, yeah. Try to defame me on on a national podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, you stopped seeing the dominatrix. Is that correct? <laughs> that's another show you need to watch. Is Billions? By the way, that's a great show. Yeah, Paul uh, Paul Giamatti's dad was the commissioner of Major League uh, baseball, baseball back yes. in the He's day. He's the reason Pete Rose will never get back into baseball yeah. because Bart Giamatti died, and baseball is convinced that Bart Giamatti died as the stress of Pete Rose. Yeah, well, see, yeah. so Giamatti, his son Paul Giamatti, and Damian Lewis, who who actually starred in Homeland, they're uh, they're co leads in Billions, and that's a really good show. I would highly recommend that. 
I don't know if you had the time, but yeah, I don't. I I'm into the Sopranos. We're on season two of the Sopranos. We'll probably get to like season four by the end of the weekend, and then Breaking Bad's on my list. I hadn't watched that one, so I'll check that one out. And uh, well, the good news is this quarantine's going to go probably till at least June, so <laughs> we got another solid month plus to to watch shows. Would you ever consider changing your child's name for any reason? Uh, yeah, like if you named your kid and then the name became synonymous with like a horrible illness, like if your name was Corona, (laughs) you might want to change your name if you had a child, you know, if you could still do it when the kid was like uh, under two years old or something like that, Yeah, uh, you would consider that. Or like I, I, I told the story on the radio that before World War II, the name Adolf and the name Hitler, that, that was a surname. There were other families named that had the surname Hitler, and there were there were other people, obviously a lot of people, Adolf and whatnot. And then there were a bunch of people that had to change their name because Adolf Hitler became synonymous with death and doom and being anti-Semitic and all those things and racist and all that. And so they had to change their name. Uh, during World War II. So, yeah, if like something like that happened, you'd change the name. But other than that, I mean, you, name, you come up with a name and that's it. You leave it. Well, I, I bring that up because Amy Schumer, uh, she's a celebrity. She You're decided- a big fan of hers, by the way. You love Amy Schumer. You always, every, guess God, every time she would go on tour back in the day, guess God, oh, Ben, we should go see Amy Schumer. I would never say that. There's like nothing good about her content. <laughs> Doesn't she like steal a lot of her content too? Uh, I don't know. There's been I, accusations not... that she's ripped off lines and bits from people. Well, Maybe. every comedian at some point. Who's I mean, the, it, ki- uh, it kind of reminds me. What's, the, what's the, uh, the name of the Mexican comedian that's always been accused of that? Like, as being a big thief. It's George Lopez? Is it, is it him or Carlos Mencia? I don't know. One of them, I forget which one, is always being accused of ripping off other people's bits. I mean, it reminds me of talk show hosts and sports, you know? I mean... Yeah, people steal my stuff all the time. That's yeah. a good point. And they steal yeah, the golden ticket. Yeah. My, yeah. Well, that was Danny G's creation. Yeah, was it Danny that. G's? Yeah, Danny G's. I just call it the golden ticket. I don't know. There's a guy that used to work for Premier back in the day that did something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm sleeping when that guy's on. So, <laughs> uh, so anyways, Amy Schumer changed her 11-month-old son's name. His original name was Gene Attell Fisher. And she had to change it after she realized that her name, her son's name, if you just threw it all out, it would it would say genital. Oh, well, is she afraid her son's not going to have proper genitals or something like that? Is I don't know. About it? Some celebrities phobia. Listen, know. let me tell you something. All right. <laughs> the sickest bastards in the world are on elementary school playgrounds. All right, and they will attack no matter what your yeah. fucking name is. They are going to attack it. So. Yeah. What are you worried about? You know, they're gonna find they're gonna find some way to belittle you. That's what kids do. So big deal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, younger and how about older? A British woman who's, um, according to the New York Post, she's in a love affair, a long-term relationship with a 92-year-old chandelier. Has oh, been told. That's nice. that, I love. I love romance. I love that. She's been told that her love affair with an antique fixture is not a protected sexual orientation. Oh, is that right? Not a protected sexual orientation. Oh, that's not right. Listen, yeah. If you want to marry a chandelier, you should be allowed to marry a chandelier. Imagine the dating. Every night's a candlelight dinner. Right. <laughs> Just really light up her day. Un. <laughs> yeah. She could be uh, head over chandeliers in love. Uh, right? People uh, that like marry their pets. What's the courtship like when you date a chandelier? Like, how's that work there? Do you uh, you get in the corner there, and the the pheromones come out, and you just a couple of lovebirds going at it, you know, canoodling and all that. Uh, there's a lot of power that could be behind their uh, their their rendezvous in bed too, right? Especially when one gets inserted into the socket. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Now now, can a chandelier give consent? Uh, does yeah. a chandelier? Let me ask you this, guys. Yes. Does a chandelier have to be over a certain age to be able to give consent? certain wattage? Well, what if certain the light wattage? What, okay, what the right. chandelier goes out? What if one of the light fixtures goes out? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's true, man. But uh, that's great. I'm sure she's uh, she's got no mental illness at all, right? I'm sure she's uh, she's good. Yeah, uh, of the world we live in right now, that is that right? You can't say that. You're not supposed to say that. Well, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of of ageism. I know you are, and uh, you know it's fine. I mean, Listen, I think if you're smitten with a an automate inanimate object, uh, good for you. Knock yourself out. It's. Uh, that's not puppy love. That's uh, chandelier love is what that is, or light love. Uh, that's what it's called. Well, that is what we have today as we don't stick to sports. Okay, very good. Let's get to the mailbag. We'll get as many of these as we can in the time that we are allotted on the Fifth Hour Podcast. These are actual questions from actual listeners of the show submitted to our Facebook page. We call it the mailbag, grab bag, et cetera, et cetera, or inbox, whatever you want to call it. This one comes from our friend Fats in Philadelphia. You're good. He says, Ben, I like this guy. He says, nicknames have always been a staple of baseball. What are some of your favorite nicknames of players, past or present? He says, I always enjoyed Lonnie Skate Smith, Bob Pig Horner, <laughs> Randy Big Unit Johnson, Willie E.T. McGee, and, of course, Lenny Nails Dykstra. Um, and that's his. So I'll, I'll go first here, Gascon. So, again, going back to my younger days, the Atlanta Braves had a pitcher, and he bounced around baseball a little bit, named Terry Forster. And Terry Forster's nickname was the Big Tub of Goo. And I always thought that was great for a fat baseball player to be named the Big Tub of Goo. <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. And then the nickname that actually was, he was known by this nickname, Dennis Boyd. Mm. Better known by his nickname, Oil Can Boyd, for the Red Sox in the 80s. How great is it to be known as Oil Can? <laughs> That's good. And uh, what are some other ones? Mike Hargrove, the human rain delay. Uh, that was cool. I patterned my game in baseball when I was in Little League after Steve Balboni. His nickname was Bye Bye Balboni. Nice. That's a pretty good nickname. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, how about Shane Victorino? Not that long ago, the Flying Hawaiian. Yeah, he was good. That's pretty good. And since he mentioned E.T., since Fats mentioned E.T., Fats, how about his teammate with those 80s Cardinals, Vince Coleman? You remember what Vince Coleman's nickname no. was? No, what was he? Vincent Van Gogh. Oh. Isn't that great? That's solid. That is outstanding. Yeah, that's All good. Right, that's it. I'm out of nicknames. What about you? What, just across baseball, though, or did you like anything? Well, he in... said baseball. Oh. So you, you, know, um, you don't know baseball nicknames? No, I mean, that... Babe Ruth was, always had a handful of them, like the Sultan of Swat, the great Bambino. Yeah. Um, was it Teddy uh, Ted Williams was what, Teddy Ballgame? Yeah, yeah. Oral Hershiser was what, Bulldog? The bulldog. That was Lasorda. Lasorda yeah. named him Bulldog, and remember what he Greg named Maddox? Ron Say? No. The penguin, because he oh, said yeah, he ran like a penguin. <laughs> How upset must Ron say have been that that stuck? You know, of all the dumb things to stick. Oh, uh, that's funny. Th- that's pretty solid. Yeah, those are good. I mean, yeah, uh, another one. Um, here's another old baseball reference. You heard of Satchel Page? You know the name yeah, Satchel yeah. Page? Vince Scully used to tell this story back in the day when he was doing the Dodger games, but. Satchel Page, that's not his real name. His real name is born Leroy Robert Page. He got the nickname when he was toting bags at the train station. <laughs> and he, he said he was not making enough money at a, a, a dime a bag he was making. So he used a pole 
and a rope, and he built this Fugazi contraption thing, and that gave him the ability to cart like four bags at once so he can make more money. That's good. And then one of his rivals, one of these other kids that was trying to do the hustle, said, you look like a walking satchel tree. <laughs> and uh, then he became satchel. Satchel Page. Ken Griffey Jr. That was the kid. Ken Griffey Jr. was the kid? Yeah, he was That's the right. kid. That's yeah, right. Oh, I, I thought you were, yeah. No, I, I mean, I always remember that because I, I thought of, you know, back in the day, it was always Ken Griffey Jr. was the kid. And then Mike Tyson was always called Kid Dynamite. Like, I thought that was a great nickname. Oh, Iron Mike. No, Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah. Just, Iron Fist. Yeah. I just referred to it because Mike Tyson's punch out. That was his nickname in there. It wasn't uh, Iron Mike. It was Kid Dynamite. So Yeah. One of the great video games. Iron. Yeah, Mike Tyson's punch out. Outstanding. Yes. I uh, loved it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Next up on the mailbag uh, says, if you can remember, this is from Andre in Nashville. He says, if you can remember when you took your driver's exam and had to do the parking task, what did they make you do? Parallel park or back into a space? Uh, and uh, this is really more for you, Gascon, than me, because uh, we all know your your reputation here. Did yeah. you actually have to take the the driver's test, or did they just send you the driver's license in the mail? It was pretty easy. They, I drove around the block a couple times, and I parked in an empty parking spot in oh, the yeah. DMV center. That was it. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So I learned how to drive. My mom taught me how to drive, and then she was she thought maybe I needed a little more fine tuning. So she hired a driving instructor, this old dude, who, yeah. who took me around, took me on the freeway, and he he explained to me it's safer to drive on the freeway than it is on the intersection because there's no cross traffic on the freeway. And I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then, but they they scared the shit out of me before the drivers. You know, they were like, oh, you're gonna have to parallel park, you're gonna have to do this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, oh, I was like shit in my pants. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. But then it wasn't even that bad. Like it was like pretty harmless. They were just trying to get through as many people as they could get through. Like I don't, I don't believe I had a parallel park. I had to back into a space, but it was, and that was before backup camps. But it wasn't that bad. There was no, no other cars around like when you did it, and yeah, yeah it was pretty harmless. Yeah. So I, parallel parking's an art. I know you can't do it that well, especially with your car, but. I got a backup cam. I'm a great pillow parker. In fact, uh, my wife says I, sh- I park like a police officer because I always back into spaces and things like that. You know, police usually back in so they make a quick exit. Yeah. I back in. Back when we left our house, I would back in. Uh, Ken in Toledo writes in. He says, how many shows, Ben, have you done from your remote home studio in the buff? Uh Ken, that's a great question. As you know, I for years before I got into radio, I was a nudist. Uh, I grew up in a family, a nudist colony, the Maller family. Uh, no, I mean, I've, I've clothes on. So I have done shows wearing pajamas. I've done that. Um, but I've always had clothes on. I don't know why. I don't really need to. But but I have. Uh, Corey from Iowa says, what is the craziest, strangest story you have had with a coworker? 
any stories come to mind, Gascon, you want to share with the class about coworkers that have things that have happened? Corey is dying to know. Uh, I can tell one. I will not name the guilty because I don't want to get sued. One that. Years ago, I was doing a show on the weekends, and uh, I came in, and uh, let's just say a well-known professional athlete had been doing the show before me, and uh, I turned on the, uh, hit the button on the computer, and he had not cleared out his uh, websites that he was looking at, and he was on adultfriendfinder.com. Oh, nice. Yes. He's going for a little, uh, I don't think his wife would have approved of that, but, uh, you know, he was enjoying life. What the hell? Good for him. Who am I to judge, right? That was a little, that was a little awkward. That was slightly yeah. Got to close out. And then there were other people that were so paranoid, like uh, Pat O'Brien used to turn the entire computer off, and and at work at the studios, the main studio, like you got to walk in the back and turn the computer back on. It's not you can't just turn it on from the where you're sitting in the in the studio. Yeah. So it's a big to do, and we the shows we have about two minutes, three minutes to change over. And if you got to go turn the computer on, it fucks everything up. Right. I think for me, the, the oddest story that I have, at least working in the entertainment world, um, for me personally, was that I was working on a show on the weekends. And this is the same year that Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen, like all those guys were getting drafted, you know, Sam Darnold. And there was a host, uh, Steve Hartman was working on this show with a co-host that used to play in the National Football League. And why do you name the host? I, I'm Steve Hartman. Um, no, the other so host. I'm a big fan of Who's the player? making Give me the name sure of the player. that when you're on a show, what's his name? You have support. So like, who is it? You always acknowledge Roberto and Tell Eddie, yeah. um, Coop, and whoever Give else me the is initials. filling How about in. The initials? What are the initials? And so, what's the first initial? What happened was is that don't be a pussy. This what's co-host really took it for granted to sit in the chair and to be on the show. So. He at times was aloof, and other times was kind of he talked down to everyone else that helped support him. And one day he was like, "Oh, we just need to go and get this like update guy over and done with." And I was on working the updates, and this was just before he had this take about Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, and like throwing the stuff out there. And I was like, "Man, yeah, I guess we got to get through this thing because we go back to your garbage hot take." And I said that on the radio before my update. After the update was over and we went to commercial break, he made a beeline past Bob Guerra and into my studio, and he got my face. And so he's like, don't you fucking disrespect me, da-da-da-da-da. Really? Yeah, so I was sitting down. uh, I was sitting down. I was like, that very personally, very proud, a lot of machismo there. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know what? Like, do you even know who I am? Because I'm just the update guy that's just here to, like, serve you and serve this show. And then he just kept yelling and yelling. And then all of a sudden, I got up, and I got back in his face. And I was like, don't fucking come here and, like, try to disrespect me or anybody else that's here to fucking help you out, support you in this show. Like, I was fucking pissed after that because... Yeah. yeah, I just, you know, like you're on a show, you are with an entire crew and like everyone has the responsibilities and everyone has their roles. And so I'm not here to like dismiss anybody. It doesn't matter what their role is, host, board op, yeah, producer. I, I've always said people that are like so full of themselves, like, you know, the the, the funniest jokes are usually self-deprecating. Yes. You can't goof on yourself. You're a hardo and uh, I don't want you in my life. Uh, I don't want to listen to you on the radio. You know, who wants that? Yeah. I don't want that. Especially when you're working together with someone for like three or four hours at a time on a show, like there should be some good ribbing. It doesn't matter, men, women, whoever it is. Like you got to have fun on this format because if you don't and you take yourself way too seriously, that shit will get flat real quick. Uh, let's do a few more questions. This is the mailbag portion of the uh, the, the podcast. You know that already. Doctor Goopy from Maine uh, says, "Where was William Shatner? Where's William Shatner been during this whole social distancing thing?" And have you bothered to check in on him? And if you did talk to him, what would you say? Can I answer that for you? Yeah. I've been watching a ton of YouTube clips with William Shatner as Denny Crane on Boston Legal. He was so good on that show with James Spader. He was fantastic. Mortal enemy of mine, you're sucking it. He was fantastic in that role. I mean, he was a brilliant actor and and obviously uh, his days are gone and being on that platform. But man, I miss that guy. 
to answer Dr. Goopy, <laughs> I have not talked to Shatner since we ended the spats with Shatz. Victorious. One of the great underdog stories of our time. You talk David versus Goliath. Oh, boy. A dopey overnight sports talk radio show against a pop culture icon. The Maller Militia versus the Trekkies. And the Maller Militia won. We knocked out William Shatner. He said no mas. It's wonderful. God. They should have made a movie about that. That would that would actually be a pretty good movie, wouldn't yeah, it? It'd be like a porn film where you guys are just grabbing ankles, you and the Mallard Militia. Fucking you God. again with grabbing ankles. I don't want to. Whatever you do in the comfort of your own home, I don't need to hear about. It. All right, oh. uh, which Simpson character do you most identify with? This is from Matt in Mansfield, Texas. Well, for me, it's either Homer Simpson or Krusty the Clown. Uh, Gascon's Mister Burns. There you go. Right, Bart, Bart Simpson. No, nah, you're Mr. Burns. No, nah, I was always like a deviant. Or Grandpa Simpson. You could be like Grandpa Simpson. I, I could was, see you as Grandpa Simpson. I was a deviant when I was a kid. I was trouble all the time. You could be Moe. You know, you could be Moe. I could see you as Moe. Or Barney. You're like Barney the alcoholic. You could be like Barney. I don't have a gut like that. Could be the comic book guy. You know, could be like that guy. It is the greatest comic book of all time. Uh, all right. Uh, Carlos in Houston says, since you know Yiddish, and this is a podcast, can you tell us uh, some curse words that you learned in the language? <laughs> uh, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Schwanz means dick. Uh, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Shittig Drek uh, means piece of shit. That's what that means. Stoop means fuck in Yiddish. Uh, what else? Uh, kish mein tukis means kiss my ass. That's a good one. Uh, nafka, I believe that's how you say it. Whore, that means whore. <laughs> uh, what is it? Guy uh, cucking often yam. I believe that means go shit in the ocean. I think that's what that means. I don't know. I got f- there's a few of them. It's broken Yiddish. It's uh, you know, I I don't know those words as well. Uh, for cocked, that means like fucked up beyond belief. For cocked. All right. You know any Yiddish, Gascon? I do not, no. Yeah, you didn't have a Yiddish grandfather. No. You got a lot of chutzpah. You don't... <laughs> There's some Yiddish that's like, like chutzpah is a word that's kind of gone mainstream. Uh, bupkis is a Yiddish word. People yeah. use that a lot. Klutz is a Yiddish yeah. word for clumsy. You're a big uh, fan of Hornschlagel. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's a Yiddish word, though. I know, but I'm just saying, like words that you like. I do like. I like fun words. I like because yeah. all I have is words. We don't have photos. All we have on radio is words. I like mixing in fun words. I think they're yeah. they're fun to listen to. It's like it's like getting a cookie. Yeah. It's like getting a little cookie or something like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, well, thank you, Carlos, for listening. Uh, even though you're in Houston, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Eric in QC says, "How is Bella dealing with you being home at the house twenty four seven with?" Uh, yeah, Bella doesn't give a fuck. Bella's more concerned about my wife, and uh, my wife's number one in the house, and she still goes to work at the police station, so uh, doing her 911 thing. So Bella kind of ignores me. Although when I'm doing the show, sometimes Bella will give me odd looks like, why the fuck are you still talking? Uh, shut up, that kind of thing. And uh, So there's a lot of that. Well, she's pretty good. She sleeps about 20 hours a day, and then about four hours she's crazy. But then for the rest of the time, she's like laying down, sleeping most of the time. Uh, this one's from Moving Man Matt in Boston. Why is Gagon such a bitch? All talk and no action. Isn't that what the job is of the podcast or the radio show, is to be all talk? Well, he's accusing you of being a fake tough guy is what he's saying. Why would I be a fake tough guy? How can I be a Thinks fake you're a tough fraud. guy? Says you're a fraud. Compared to who? Him? Yeah, this guy's the guy's a moving guy from Boston. He'd what does kick he your do? Ass. Hey, this guy it? would he would treat you like play doh and just oh, be terrible for you. Moving man, Matt would turn into a tomato can. That's exactly what he would be. Uh, this is another question for you, Gascon. This is yes. from John. He says, "Why is the good old USA? Why are they not a world power in team handball?" They're fucking awful in handball. <laughs> they're, well, you know what? It's the same reason why we're not good in soccer, at least on the men's side of things. We're fucking awful in soccer. We are awful in handball. Uh, here's another one from, uh, let's see here, a guy in Bakersfield, Jason in Bakersfield. Baco. Says, uh, what's your most unpopular food opinion? Also, you mentioned a poutine place in Bakersfield last week. Yeah. What's the name of the restaurant? Uh, yeah, Jason, I'll give you the name. It's uh, it's called Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R, Bakersfield. I think they're closed right now because of the pandemic, but they should open up hopefully when this is over. Uh, SonderBakersfield.com is the website. Great poutine. 
It's a restaurant my wife loves, and we always stop there in Bakersfield Damn. when we pass through. Ba- Why'd you go Dan? I, it sounds good right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good restaurant. Uh, let's see. What's your most unpopular food opinion? Uh, I don't know. I've never. I don't like coffee. I never drank coffee. People get upset about that. No. Your uh, worst ranch, food ranch opinion. Dressing. Your your worst food opinion is having your steak well done. No, no, that no, is no, fucking no, no, awful, no. Uh, man. Let me tell you something. No, man. The president Donald J. Trump, the president of the free world, yes, burns steak. All right, that's the proper way to eat a piece of meat no, you man. burn it up burn baby burn that's fucking lame what that's, that's not fucking lame do you have you, burn you like hamburgers bl- do you what's like, that do you like burn hamburgers i like well done f- meat i like it well done no no that's yeah that's depressing like because then you eat it and it's just you're like you're eating charcoal that's exactly what it tastes like and then you just got like black all over your teeth it's just it's not good at all you get no taste no flavor no no it's wonderful it is so great and i really like when i used to go to restaurants and order the the food well done because it would really upset the guys in the kitchen they would be so upset by that and they'd be like oh this is not right this is blasphemy how dare you eat a burn steak? You know, this that elitist, which you're part of no. the elitist class. No, I just I, I know what's yeah. good. I know what's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh what else do we have here? Let's Do see. we have anything from Blind Scott? I did not see any questions. Why? Did you say he sent a question or something? No, I'm just curious. I mean, the, the actual people that are legit worthy of the Mallory militia, like I'm a pilot, Terry in UK, Blind Scott. Oh, so the people that enjoy you. This is a very no, small I'm, list, no, a handful I'm, of people. No, I mean, just those are the Mount Rushmore. Right. Of- <laughs> Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia says, uh, hey, guys, if you had to be quarantined with one of these two, who would you choose? Angry Bill or Justin in Cincinnati? I think Justin Cincinnati for sure, because I, I would beat the you're fuck out of him. get the coronavirus. I would beat the fuck out of him every <laughs> single day, like just every week. I'd beat his ass like a pinata. Like that, well, just little twerp. I would just fuck him up well, every Angry single Bill, day. Angry Bill, you would be okay with because you wouldn't have to look at him because he has that white hood on all the time, so you wouldn't have to see his face <laughs> oh, and all that. Jesus. So he'd have that, and he'd probably be going to clan meetings all the time, so oh, you wouldn't have to worry God. about seeing him very often. So Dude. he wouldn't really be there. Dude, Justin, you'd be guaranteed to get the coronavirus, and according to you, yeah. uh, Justin uh, travels around the country to uh, to go on dates. So it's not according to me. I, no, I only heard that he flies across you the country. You said I've never heard that before. No, I, I heard that he flies across the country to go try sleeping with your old colleague's ex-girlfriends. Really? Yeah, and then he gets like, the right. coronavirus that way. That's just what I heard. Like, I heard it on you a know national I love, like... It's Malum militia. There's a branch of the Malum militia that are just totally fucked up beyond belief, and they they all tell these stories like it's like junior high school or yes. high school about everyone else. I don't even know if they're true or not. It's bullshit. <laughs> they're parasites. That's what we call them. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Right. We're good. Yes. I, all right. I, uh, very. Good. Anything else you want to add, Gascon? Are you? Uh, no. I, I'm I'm really happy though about the the downloads, the reviews, and the responses on like Apple iTunes and Spotify and all those platforms. Yeah. It does a lot for obviously us. So I appreciate it even during these tough times. Yeah, it, it helps, man. Trust me. And like, like I've told you before, the, the management looks at those numbers. Uh, we we have ratings on radio, and those come out every so often. But the real time streaming numbers are a big part of the business right now. And so, if those numbers are strong, the show's doing well. Then I think we're all in good shape, and it's good for everybody. And uh, so we thank you, and it's free. You don't have to pay for it, which is great. Right? It's one thing in life you don't have to pay for. It. You just listen. Yeah, it's simple I mean, to do. It's free for them. And it's free for us. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we're in the same boat. I'm not getting paid to do this. You're not getting paid to listen to this. So it's all, it's all the same. It's pro bono work, Gascon. It's pro bono <laughs> work. And who would want to interfere with pro bono work? We were on metal with that, right? Yeah, not during this time anyway. Of course not. All right, listen. Stay healthy. Follow me on Instagram at Ben Maller on Fox. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Maller. And again, if you want to send questions for our mailbag segment which we do once a week on one of our three fifth hour podcasts and we do the podcast eight days a week but you can send me a message ben maller show on facebook and gascon's on social media also yeah twitter at david j gascon facebook and no dice instagram at dave gascon 
All right. Have a great day. Back on the radio on the overnight. Uh, of course, you know when. Same time, same station. We'll catch you next time. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.